She took that money clip. Clearly he was intending the cash. No, he said, take whatever you think you're worth. Yeah, I am absolutely worth this gold money clip. Sorry, I might use it as a nipple clamp later. I don't know. I'm Melody Carlisle. And I'm Sabrina Bradley. And this is Heaving Bosoms. This is the podcast where best friends recap romance novels and other kissing media that makes us swoon, snark, and refills our cups. Whether you've read the book or are coming in blind, we'll lay bare every delicious scene and revel in the tropes and subgenres that make romance amazing. All right, listener, strap in and strap on. Headphones are highly recommended. Okay. Hey, Sabrina, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a theory for you. And I don't know if this makes me a narcissist. Oh, I was going to make a joke that (laughs) the theory was that we need to plan half hiatuses once a year. Yeah, we are going to start planning half hiatuses. Yeah, that's true. No, my theory. So Sabrina has been doing a lot of the social medias. Lately, which is incredible because it gives me the big anxiety a lot of times. But what Sabrina found out when she took over, especially Instagram, is that I have basically forgotten about my personal Instagram and I've just started following all of my. (laughs) Yeah. All of my interests on the Heaving Bosoms Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And months ago. I meant to go look, but months ago, I was on one of our episode announcement videos, and I had just gone deep down the lady DIY rabbit hole on Instagram. Is that why we're getting the the recommendations that we've been getting? Okay, so that's one of the reasons we've gotten the recommendations, but I have a theory for you. I think I might have incepted you because I'm DIYing my whole house. (laughs) So this is not my theory, but I was scrolling Tumblr the other day and it did make me laugh. Actually, you know what? What? Hold. Okay. Because this thing blew my mind. Okay. So as you well know, and as I'm sure listener will eventually find out, my 30th birthday is coming in. Yeah. I. Saw a post on Tumblr, on the Tums, the Tums, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody posted, I'm turning 30 this month and for some reason have suddenly become interested in material possessions. Like, <gasps> what if my couch was nice? Mm-hmm. What if my sheets were nice? Ooh. Is this what happens to you when you turn 30? Maybe. Listen to this. 
Oh boy, this is kind of long, but it was fascinating. So you can okay. cut this, but also okay. like I'm gonna read it to you. Sure. Because it's accurate. Okay. This so is somebody important to friendship. Somebody's response. <laughs> I think a couple of things combine. You now have enough okay. experience in the persistence of material objects to understand that if they don't actively fail, they continue to define the shape of your material existence. And then Perhaps you were raised to feel guilty for wanting things such as toys or attention, which you later dutifully applied to things like education or new forks. Over time, you will have surprised <laughs> yourself with how you met, identified, addressed, and reconciled these tensions from your upbringing. Through conflict and resolution with parents, teachers, church, internet, social media, you have now arrived at what you have. If you had big things to confront, like coming out as queer, you may have thought this work was done. Now you suddenly find yourself confronting the weird beliefs you have that you don't need new forks or it's ah. bourgeois to want things or nobody spends $200 on hiking boots. What are you, ah. rich? And you might find yourself feeling like, well, actually, I'm grown up and I hike. So, yes, right. I think that when you are 30, you're in the danger zone of getting a new couch. Holy shit. Yeah. That was a right? psychologist. Right? <laughs> that no, it was probably just some fucking rando on Tumblr. But, like, boy, howdy. It's a chaos site, but they really nail it sometimes. Because wow. that's exactly where I've been. I, As you know, I fucking just posted that goddamn TikTok of me buying a bed because I realized, oh, my fucking God, I hate my bed. Yeah. 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 And like, I think there's also like, at least for me, the idea that my comfort is worth more than a lot of yes. other things. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be in the front row of Shakespeare in the park if it means that I have to spend the night in the rain in a park, you know, for 12 hours. I don't need that. Like, I can see yeah. Meryl Streep just as well from five rows back. Mm -hmm. I'm good. And I didn't sleep on a wet sidewalk to make it happen. You know that what I mean? That is such a wildly specific Hyper-specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, Meryl Streep spat on me, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. So maybe you did. But... Maybe you are glad that you slept on the... No, here's the ground. thing. I'm just glad that I was 21, 22. When you did it. Yes, because you you could not drag me. You could not. It would not yeah. happen. And like, like that, like that's a lot of I think part is part of it too. It's just like a I hate shopping. I don't want to do this again. So I'm going to spend more to get something I like and I know will last, and then I don't have to ever fucking think about it again. Well, that's <laughs> that's just having a cohesive. I feel like. At, like in your late 20s, early 30s, that's when you start to have a cohesive idea of what you actually like. Yeah, that's true. Instead that's of. That's very true. It's also just what's like, trendy or what's in front of you or what's, yeah. you know, what's available. Because yeah, yeah. It's also it's also different buying furniture than and like owning a home and being able to remodel a home instead yeah. of like finding. I guess for me personally, a part of it is that I own my home, right? Well, I have mm -hmm. a mortgage, but like I own my home. I don't have to buy inexpensive stuff that fits a space that I may not be in in two years. Yes. Right now, I'm buying things because it fits this house because I am in this house until I sell this house. Right. Nobody, no landlord's just going to be like one day, hey, get I'm out. raising your rent $700. Yeah, exactly. Take it or leave it. 
Woohoo! Bye! <laughs> it's just fascinating. It's just very interesting. And I just happened to, I was literally, I saw that post the day, like the first night that I was laying in my new bed scrolling Tumblr. And I was Aww. like, I feel seen. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So but. I think it's probably a, a combination of natural factors, including but not limited to me incepting you via Lady DIY Instagram. <laughs> I Yeah, well, no kidding, because um, what to give you context, Mel, I can't remember if I told you this, but the reason I bought my bed uh-huh. is because originally I did not have hot water at this point. Oh, um, God, Sabrina. Oh, my God. I did think to myself, I fucking hate this bathtub. I hate this shower situation. Yeah. What if I just rip it out myself and regrout yep. it all? Retile and regrout <laughs> it all. I, to be clear, I've never touched wet grout. No, I hear I don't you. Think yep. I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen wet grout. And like, <sighs> what a terrible place to decide to try those skills out. Then mm-hmm. my, when you don't have only, hot water. My only bathroom. <laughs> so, like, if I fucked up that bathroom, I'm in the world of hurt. And then, and then I did talk myself out of that. And I was like, well, what if I just, I could start painting. Sabrina, bitch, my fucking Delulu friend, you don't have hot water. You can't bathe, ma'am. You can't shower. No. In warm water. You're not going to get those paint flecks out of your hair, ever. If you do it right now, so instead I, I did. I, so instead I did buy a bed. Yeah, that's really exciting. And well, now I have hot water. I will say that all of these like maximalist decorators, I fall heaving bosoms follows. No, that, it's like, you. DIY. You follow. Their own. I'm just. I'm just. I'm forced to come Everybody along. Everybody else is just along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, all these maximalist decorators make it look so easy to just so regrow a easy. whole kitchen. You know, like and not even the, necessarily maximalist uh, decorators, like any fucking DIY person. They're like, look what we can do. And I'm like, I can do that. My uh-huh. toxic trait is watching somebody do <laughs> some crazy shit that I have never even touched. Never contemplated. Like, I could do that. I can absolutely do that. Look, they just did it. I know how to do it now. <laughs> the amount of times that Michael's been like, can we? Take one pause, like just real quick. Just let's talk it through <laughs> before you jump into this thing. And I'm like, oh, I already have grout in the basket. By the way, of of note, one of the people that you follow on our shared account um, <laughs> did, in fact, give me some neat ideas. So, Really? What is it? You got to start sending me uh, them and be like, I'm going to incorporate this into I'll my I'll start sending them. You know what would make DIY it really life. easy to, you You want to know what would make it really easy to send them to you? If I use my got personal on your, Instagram? If you got back on your personal Instagram. How dare you? That's what we have a WhatsApp I'll tell for. you. Like, do you know how many people <laughs> I have sent a post from Heaving Bosoms to my personal Instagram so that I could go follow them on my personal Instagram and like it? No. On my personal no, I don't know why you would do that. You have one at Heaving Bosoms. Is, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's where I live. That's where I am. You are is a Heaving Bosoms. Is. <laughs> I know. You are a messy fucking gremlin. I'm sorry, a sloppy gremlin. I'm a sloppy gremlin. Okay, listen, before we get into this, man, a listener, just for the record, the chat we just had in the real world was 
18 minutes long as of right this moment. And so you're going to be just blown away by the editing that happens. (laughs) Okay. And some of those listeners who are going to be blown away are new people who have joined our Patreon. And we're going to shout them out. Oh, hey. Yes. Hey, y'all. Big giant welcome to Ariel C. and Lingo P. To Laura M. and Ashley P. Sarah B. and Wheezy Reads. I'm so glad I got that one. (laughs) Abby O. and Lion N. Paula and Christy A. Jessica P.S. and Jessica P. Amelia R.C. and Kara M. Welcome, thank everyone, Hello. to the Heaving Bosoms Patreon. And thank you, seriously, thank you for supporting us. I know Absolutely. that there are like 11 billion creators that you could be supporting. And the fact that you have chosen us as one of those people, it means, it a, means a metric fuck ton. Yeah. So, hey, welcome. I hope you have a great time. I hope you love either coming to the watch parties or watching the watch parties back. Oh, and the Discord. Join the Discord. It's hot in there. Okay, so this week, we're doing something different. Speaking of Patreon. Yeah. Listener, we love you. We had big plans. We had big thoughts. We had big feelings. And then we are releasing... One of our Patreon episodes from a couple of months ago. Yeah. So this has allowed us to get ahead. That's exactly it. So this is behind the scenes. Y'all don't know this, but when we first started recording together, we were like three to four weeks ahead of schedule. Right. And it was a beautiful place to be. Ooh, I wanted to put my butt all over it. It's wonderful because if we needed to move our recording back, if we needed mm-hmm. to make a change, if we needed to do like literally yada, anything, yada, it was so easy to do. And then yeah. like life happened and right. all of a sudden we were the week before mm-hmm. like, fuck, okay, we have no, we we don't really want to record we today, don't but we have, have no room. choice. Yeah, like absolutely. This is it. Yeah. So This is something that we don't do and we're not going to do often, if at all, because we really do want to keep the value that we have in the Patreon. But we thought that releasing this would be especially nice for everyone because this is a a series that people really, really love. It's a series we've covered on the podcast. That we we did all the way through. Yeah. It's a series that we covered, like, we just wanted to finish, so we covered the rest of the books on Patreon. Because that's the thing that we do on Patreon. Yeah, that's one of the things. We finish series nowadays. Yeah, if we possibly can. Uh, Man, I wish we could finish those Sinsters, you know, but it's like 18 books, and I... Maybe one day. It'll be a a reading roundup. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So anyway, we had this chat a little while ago, but we hope that you love it. Here we are recapping The Master by Cressley Cole. Okay, are you ready to talk about what we're here to actually talk about? Are you ready? Okay, uh, Melody. I don't we, know if I'm ready. Listener, we are doing the last two books in the Game Maker series. You mm-hmm. will have already listened to us discussing the horny fuckfest that was The Professional yeah. on the public feed. They only get hornier, question mark. They stay horny at the very least. I think they're, 
Yeah. Like, I would say that they're very similar levels of horny. They're just different. Different. Kinds of horny. Yeah. Although they definitely all have BDSM elements. But, sure. like, y'all. So, we've already talked about professional melody. Yes. Right? Yeah. I'd, I had no idea what I was walking into. Right. You expected mafia. You got BDSM. I continued to feel that way through the next two books. Because mm-hmm. every time I thought that I had, like, a lay of the land. So, like, in the professional, we have this idea that Maximus is dangerous fucking, like, <sighs> politician, mafia boy. Politician. Y'all. He's an oligarch for... He's not. He is <laughs> a precious baby angel. He's a precious broken boy. Who... <laughs> This whole series is precious bro- broken it boys. Is. Oh, and we okay. So we said that we were going to rate cowboys, and we totally forgot in our rank of like favorite to least favorite. Yes, but we have to do it for the. Actually, let's do cowboys right now. <sighs> okay. What's your ranking for cowboys? My my ranking for cowboys is Sam, Jesse, Zach. Okay. Yeah. I damn it. I don't know why I brought this. So that's, up. I don't that's remember book two, how I, book three. I don't remember book how one. I rated Jesse versus Zach. You had a hard time with Jesse's book for the first, like, half of it. Yeah, but that was, like, personal stuff. Like, Still. that was just, like, my own... This yeah, is your personal yeah. ranking, that Sabrina. Probably, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah. I, th- I think that um, mine would be, just because of the issues that I had with Jesse's mm-hmm. book, um, or the challenge... Issues. It was challenges. Right. I'd go Sam, Zach, Jesse. I like it. Yeah. Okay, now, what's your professional rank? I, I suspect do we're going to do this the same. Really? I have no fucking problem. I was just Three, about two, to say, one, baby. is the Three, master two, my one. favorite? Is the player my favorite? That's the question. I fucking okay, loved that was, both that's of a hard them question. so hard. So I, up until the last, like, 7 to 10% of the player, yeah. still thought that the master was my favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then, then I finished the player, swinging. and I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so mine is minus three, two, one. Easy. No question. Okay, yeah. Th- I, get, I mean, that's that's it, right? Because, like, I don't know. The master is so good, and I love Maxime. Well, and, like, I told Ugh. you, we talked. I sent you a voice message. Or, like, yeah. uh, no, we talked on the, um, we had a meet one of our meetings, oh, yeah. and I was like, I don't know how the, like, I cannot wait for Dimitri's book, but I can't see how I'm going to love Dimitri's Both book. Both of us were really worried. The master. Yeah, we were worried about Dimitri's book. I knew for a fact, book. though. I knew, I, like, I knew for a fact, though, that the professional would be my least favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it From, like, happens get. so often, you know? It happens so often in series. Very, very, I'll put it this way. Very rarely is the first book in a series. The best one. Going to be my favorite. Yeah. 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 Or even the second most one. <laughs> Holy shit. So, okay. So let's start with the master. All right. We start out uh, with Kat Katya. We start out with our heroine. Yeah. She's in a slinky dress, kind of. And she's very nervous. She's going up to a penthouse that's like $10,000 a night. Her, she is 30000 a night. It was $32,000 a night or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> that yeah, I know. I can't even... I can't even fathom that. That makes me feel physically ill. It's like some people's <laughs> whole salaries. That was is significantly more than salaries I've had in my sure. Past. I mean, yeah, as same. a full time, yeah. like as a like my full time forty hours a week job. That is ten thousand dollars more than I made at a full time job. Woof! Like, it's incredible. My God, 
Oh, my God. Do horrifying. good things with your money, billionaires. Anyway. So. No joke. Maxine but yeah, she's is filling not. in. <laughs> she's filling in for her friend uh-huh. because her friend is an escort and he has a very specific. He orders the exact orders. He orders, he orders the them. exact kind of. Yeah. The exact kind of escort. He likes them tall, European, blonde. And big like, titted, big titties, and he, and then he has a script where he just has them bend over, and he like get cuffs them a little bit. Yep, and then he fucks them from behind. That's it, and then that's the it. End. Oh, and they have a ball gag in their mouth so that he, yep. he doesn't have no to kissing, hear them, no touching, right? No, he doesn't have to touch nothing. them. They're, they're essentially a warm fuck doll. Truly, yes. And and what? and he's a hobbyist. They call him a hobbyist because apparently Maxime, never the same woman twice. Never the same woman twice. And he orders them every other night, no matter where he is in the world. Question mark. That's a lot of escorts. Holy I feel like you've run sack. out of escorts at some point. Yeah. Like, right. Oh my god. So his his body count has to be in the thousands. <sighs> I I can't even begin to think about his body count. <laughs> like that's bananas. I mean, like I'm nowhere near close his number, and off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you every person. I don't know their like. I couldn't give you names. I definitely can't give you names. I can and probably like, give you a good ballpark number, and that's only because in my early twenties, I did keep a list. But one of them was like Navy guy. <laughs> well, you stopped keeping a list because. You're pro- probably because you're married now. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, huh. it's a big part of okay. it. Okay. Well, I still have a list because I like knowing. Mm-hmm. Like, I like knowing exactly, like, yeah. who, because, like, yeah. Absolutely. And, like, otherwise, pr- frankly, some of them, if I didn't have them on that list, I would forget. Yes. Like, every time I see the list to, like, add so because I never go in there except when I'm adding somebody. It's, God, is that weird? I wonder where my list, list is. No, I can't remember where my list is because it was, like. It was analog. I wrote it down on a paper. Oh, I don't think I have it digital. Google Notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I'll have to think about that. Anyway, so anyway, he. I can't even imagine. Like he, (laughs) I I was running out of people. I felt like at Lafayette, let alone hymns who's spoken all over the world, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Like I know that there's billions of people in the world, but like that's a lot of fucking people, Maxime. But, like, it's a pretty small subset that are escorts, though, at the very least. Exactly. Like, point. I don't have the statistics for that. Totally. So, anyway, so she shows up and she is short. She's, like, 5'2". She's Latina. Her mom was Cuban and her dad was, I think, an American-Cuban emissary, maybe. Is that how that worked? Anyway, so she. I don't know that it was ever explicitly stated what her dad was, other than that he was um, over in Cuba for American reasons. She says that kind of there was a. She says at the dinner because he was like, "Hey, if you're gonna lie, like just so you know, it was really hard for Americans to get to Cuba in that time." And she's like, "Well, not if your dad's the Schmurgelblurgel of Cuba." Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So anyway, she's got long dark hair. She's got smaller boobs. She's got a booty on her, though. She got an ass on her. Holy wow. She's, like, super curvaceous. Her friend Ivana, the person who was um, meant to go to this thing, before she had a bad reaction to Botox, poor Ivana. Like, poor Ivana. (laughs) Yeah. She really lost out because of that Botox. Although, she comes out better in the end. 
Well, and also, like, it's not like he would have, like, she would have been his one. Oh, absolutely. No, 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 no. She would have been another escort. Yeah. But Ivana knows Kat Katya because Katya cleans Katya her house. cleans her house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's always being like, she actually, your like, body is say amazing. She, like, cleans a lot of escort houses. I don't know. I There's, don't remember like, that. Yeah. Um, Something like that. Yeah. But she's like, you've got an amazing body. You should be an escort. I, I make thousands of dollars in one night. And so this Jesus is the. Christ. How does one sign up? No, right? To be I know. An escort. Like, I don't need to use either of my degrees. I know. I don't need. <laughs> I know. I mean, here's the thing. I think that. And then I remember being like a bartender and dealing with just men in public. And I don't That's know fair, that it's worth you're, it. <laughs> in reality, I'm not. I would. Yeah, I'm not going to end up. With we're not going to get a Sebastian. Any of these rooms. Yeah, no, we're not. What will end up happening is I'll end up with the man who berated me Oh, like at yes, Walgreens that's when the I one. was the ASM. Like, mm-hmm. I would end up with that one who was pissed that we were out of a certain kind of ice cream. Yes. And that we didn't sell beer. And I'm like, sir, this is a dry county. Nobody sells beer. Uh-huh. And I'm not in charge of the ice cream. I don't know what to tell you. No, that's for sure who we would get. Um, and like I would, I don't know if you. Ugh. Anyway, so yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough job. I mean, that's I think one of, that's one of the reasons sex work is such tough work because yeah, you have, my God, you know, you have to be there the same and for like, every person. Yeah, no matter what your personal mm-hmm. preferences are, and you can't show your personal preferences. And, like, that's one of Sebastian's main sticking points because when she shows up, apparently her dress is, like, high-necked, but it's got a really low back. Because she thinks he's going to take it out to – she she wasn't sure if he'd want to, like, go out to dinner or something. Yeah. So she dressed, like, mo- more modest. But, like, sexy hot. He did not want to – listener, he did not want to go out to dinner. No. He was he was ready to go down this script. I also just realized we need to fucking cruise. We do. We do. Because So at first he's, like, no dice. She's like, you this... don't want. Oh, my God. Yeah. You don't want what you think you want. Mm-hmm. And he's like, really? And now he's like, you're going to tell me what I want. And then she sits him down on the couch and she straddles him and she says, I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you need. And then she just starts mm-hmm. dry humping him. And like, just don't stay dry. It does not. No, because she's got no. I think she she's got maybe a wet on. spot. I know she has a thong. She leaves a wet spot on his pants and he does not believe her. He thinks that she is like playing him and like yeah. acting it out like, oh, yeah, this feels so good. And like he like lifts her up right as she's about to come. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he sees the wet spot on his crotch and he's like, you're actually you're into this. And she's like, this. yeah, I am. Uh-huh. They make out. They make out. He's not kissed anyone in forever. She doesn't know that. But like. They make out. They do all this stuff. He's talking about, like, what a pro she is. And he keeps on being like, this is the part where you upsell me. This is the part where you say you want to stay the whole night. Or, like, this is the part that you say you can do one extra thing for $2,000 more or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And she's, she's like, insulting to him sometimes. And she's just like, oh, yeah, absolutely not. Like, you can <laughs> go ahead and flatter yourself. But no, I'm not going to do that. But like, well, and then so yeah. like they're like stuff on the couch, and then he ends up picking her up and like taking her over to the bed and like finger banging the shit out of her, and then 
he what? I don't remember that. I thought it was all on the couch. Oh, no, they end up on the bed because oh, he's okay. like finger fucking her. And then she like he go like he starts fucking her on the bed, yeah. like just pistoning her. Yeah. And I did have to laugh every single time that he came. But, like in all three of these books, all every time of any of these You're men come, they're like, gum! or no, they're like bellowing. They like throw their oh, heads yeah. back and they're like, they bellow. Mm-hmm. I don't like I can't. I can't. It, it it had me laughing every time. Well, but it's also Hot. like you're milking. But I was also laughing. You're milking my cock. You're stealing my cum before I'm oh, ready. Yeah. Oh they're yeah. Always talking about uh-huh. how like they're coming too fast because of these ladies. It's so funny. Uh huh. And then yeah. And so then it's done, and he goes to shower, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Okay, well, I'll stick around for a bit because technically he paid for six hours." Yeah. And so she's like. Maybe he wants to go again. And then he comes out of the shower and he's like, you're still here. <gasps> and she's like, nope, and she's not like, anymore. She puts her clothes sure on. And he's like, this is where you you tell me you want to sp- like spend the whole night. And she goes like, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm good. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And then, and then she something says, like, about a tip. And he he's like, the money's there's money on the um there's money on the dresser. Take as much as you think you're worth, or like as tonight is worth. And she fucking there's like two grand in a money clip, so she takes the whole fucking thing and the money clip and just saunters her happy ass out of that room. I have a legitimate question for you because this mystified me. All right, okay, isn't that exactly what you would do? Like I might leave the money clip. But you give me a blank check and you've been an asshole to me after I just rocked your world. I'm going to take all of that $2,000. What are we talking about here? Melody, I talk a big game, but I cannot (laughs) even imagine myself in this situation because the minute he was mean to me, Uh I would have shut down. Okay. I would have shut down, Melody. Okay. Like, Like, I talk a big game. I can say all of these. I can't even... I can't even imagine myself in that situation uh-huh. because I'm feeling deeply uncomfortable just thinking about the situation that led up. To- Fair enough. Like, I'm struggling to see myself in that situation, let alone to the point at the end where I'm sassing him and he's sassing me and I'm not crying. Yes. Like, that's just. No, don't get me wrong. I-, I would absolutely sob in the cab on the way home. However, Judging from the way I responded to customers in different service industries, this is exactly what I would do. And like, I like to believe I would have taken it money clip and all. No, but here's the thing, listener. This is the crazy thing is that when she leaves for the rest of the book, she thinks to herself, is he going to be mad at me for stealing from him? Bitch, you didn't steal from him. He said she did take what. No, she didn't. She took that money clip. Clearly, he was intending the cash. No, he said, take whatever you think you're worth. Yeah, I am absolutely worth this gold money clip. Sorry, I might use it as a nipple clamp later. I don't know. Like, what are you What are you doing? No, you didn't steal from him. You probably like that. He said, take as much money as you want to take. And then you took that money. That's not theft. That's a good tip that you controlled. Oh, yeah. No, the money. Absolutely not. The money is not theft. Take that fucking money. Okay. Take that too. Yeah, I, I probably would have left the money clip, but I definitely would have taken every single penny on the top of that dresser. Fuck that guy. Anyway, 
So, so she feels icky as fuck. He makes her feel so icky. Yeah, because he's a dick. Yeah, she was like, she's like, the her whole thing is like, I'm going to do this one. Okay, so the important thing to know about her is that she's been on yeah, the run. This is when she gets back to her apartment. We learn a lot about her. Yeah, she's been on the run for the past three years from a guy that she married when she was like barely 18. And... Because she thought she saw him recently, that's the only reason she ended up actually accepting this escort job, because she needed cash very fast so that she could, like, leave the next day. And she hasn't been able to save any money because she's got a really predatory super who is sort of forcing her to pay him not to assault her on a regular basis. It's just, like, terrible. There's leaks all over her roof. It's a terrible, shitty, awful apartment. And so she's in this situation where she feels incredibly unsafe. So she's like, I'm going to take this escort job one time. I'm going to figure out a way to be okay with it. I'm going to make the money I need to make, and then I'm going to split. And then she gets to this job where she, like, handles herself, and she actually enjoys it. And she comes like a freight train, and she feels really, really good about it. And then yeah, at the very she end, takes her pleasure. Yes, yes. And then at the very end, this guy makes her feel just so small. It's so like, mean. Gross. Yeah, he's a dick. Like he to be fe- to be clear, he's a dick at the beginning of this yes. book, and he is. He always stays kind of overbearing and possessive. Yeah, but but like who of these Sebastian men aren't like that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she so sorry. I was I thought I had highlighted the rules that she gave herself, but oh, I did not. That's what I was looking one for. One is never stay in the same place for more than six months. Two is don't tell anybody anything. Don't get attached. Ever. Three, don't get attached. Um, four, six of them. keep a low profile. Like don't no uh-huh. undue attention. Five, it's like it's like all that kind of stuff. So that she's she's permanently mobile. Like, even yeah. she has to be emotionally mobile in order to not get murdered by this ex-husband. Yeah. And she's also in school, yes. to be clear. She's trying to finish up her degree in business. I mm-hmm. think it's mm-hmm. business. And so she had started school in Jacksonville. This takes place in Florida, by the way. She started school in Jacksonville, Florida. And then now she's in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yes. Miami. Because... She's been running. She's on the run. Did you explain to them why she's on the run? No, not yet. You can. We may as well. Yeah. So she's on the run because the man that she married, Dane? Edward. Edward? Edward Charles. Yeah. He's a con artist. remembering people's names. He's a con artist. Turns out he was stalking her, essentially, getting a profile on her and decided that when she turned 18, she was going to be the one that he... He's a black widow. Yes. He marries rich women and then he murders them with a partner, with his romantic partner, Julia. Yeah. And so he chose her because her parents died, leaving her an enormous fortune, millions and millions and millions of dollars and like a bunch of beachfront property in Miami that is worth like or maybe it's in Jackson. I don't know. Doesn't somewhere matter. on the coast of Florida. Doesn't fucking matter because no. any fucking coastal land in Florida is going to be super expensive and worth a fuckload of money. Yeah. And so 
He married her, and then he, because he's a lawyer, handed her a bunch of stuff. Like, this is the most 18-year-old shit I've I ever know. heard in my Poor life. baby. Well, Because I would have done this shit at 18. Absolutely. I she think trusted I met the him. man he of my dreams. He seemed amazing. He was there. He was there to, like, be a shoulder for her when her whole family is dead. Oh, yeah, because her mom so, just died when he arrived. Hint, hint. Yeah. He definitely killed yeah. her mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he killed her mom after they were together. Yeah. But they hadn't married yet. Yeah. yeah. And so she ends up married. He hands her some stuff to sign over. And she basically, she doesn't read the fine print. She doesn't read any of yeah. it. She just signs it. He now has control over everything except for that land uh-huh. because that land is in a trust. Yep. And so he is like, I need to get access to that land somehow. So he and Julia, his lover, had come up with some kind of plan of some kind in order to get the land from her. But they already have the millions of dollars and things like that. And then she gets home. She gets home early for whatever reason. And she walks in and he and her are talking. He and Julia are talking about this plan that they have to kill her and how like she might be too smart, but also like she's just a dumb little girl and blah, 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 blah. And they're like having sex in her bed. Murder her. Mm-hmm. And Julia's and like, in. Julia's like, no, this one's a problem. She's not malleable like the other ones. She might be like young, but she's a problem. And he's like, no, don't worry. I'm going to kill her dead. No problem. And what we what we end up finding out is a big reason that she's on the run is because when she heard them talking in that room, she went and got her gun mm-hmm. and she walked into that room. And was like, you both need to explain what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Edward, you have to tell me what the fuck is going on. What the shit do. And he, he's like, oh, my God, nothing. This is just like he pulls all that normal shit that somebody literally caught cheating in their own bed says all the bullshit. And she's like, fuck that. And then she sees him like long story short, a bunch of stuff happens. And she ends up shooting Julia by accident. It's and a Edward big old accident. His- it is because he like jumps at her and lunges at her and like knocks her. And when her arm goes flying, bang, bang. And then Julia is literally shot in the throat and making like gurgle and noises. It's bad. It was graphic. And then he's like, I'm going to kill you to death. I'm going to fucking murder you. I'm going to chase like, you to and the end of the earth. This is not going to be. Yeah, this is not just because of this. It's not even because of the plan now. Now this is revenge. Mm-hmm. And so she fucking hit the road. She got the fuck out of Dodge as fast as she could, which like, fair. That's exactly correct. That's exactly what you do. Yeah. And so since then, she's been on the run trying to finish her degree because that was her mom's like dying wish. She, her mom had two dying wishes. One, don't marry Edward. And two, finish your degree. <laughs> she was like, I can do one of those. <laughs> So I can do one of those things. So she's at the end of the semester. She has one more test to take in one simple econ class, and she's going to have a a finished degree in her pseudonym, right? Like in her fake name. But she's hoping she can like Mm -hmm. get those credits transferred somehow. I don't. I feel like it's a pipe dream, but it won't matter. Yeah, because her actual name is Lucia. Yeah. She goes by cat. Or it's Lucia. Oh, Yeah. You want to know why I said that? Because in book two, she's Lucia, according to the audiobook narrator. And then suddenly, in book three, she's referred to as Lucia. (laughs) Fun. So I'm going to personally stick with Lucia just because that's all of the people I've ever known. Yeah. IRL who Mm -hmm. have that spelling is Lucia. Yeah. But maybe it's different for like Cuban. Cuban, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pronunciation. 
but regardless. From different regions, yeah. So this is when, like, that. now you have the backstory, and we really don't have to touch on this a whole lot now mm-hmm. until the very, very end of this book, because now it is just, like, full-on uh, Sebastian possessive bonkers Because he, d- he tried his best. Maxime tried hit Maximilian tried his best Maxime. to be like, no, I'm not going to call her, even though he, she's all he can think about yeah. because she just rocked his fucking world. She gave and him re- he, literally he revolutionary sex because we find out later he hasn't been able to, like, touch anyone for years. No, but while well, he's been able to touch them, they can't touch him. Yeah, but even when he touches, like, it's not. It, yeah, he doesn't yeah, want. That's true. That's true. A lot of it. And so he he goes fully off the rails. He calls what's that dude's name? Andrew or some shit. The like the Uncle guy Anthony who runs the S. That's it. Yeah, I know names. Yeah. To be fair, I have read like eight books since I read this one. Meanwhile, to be fair, I read both of these books twice. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I, see, this is the difference between you and me. Is yeah, I go through like four hundred books a year, but mm-hmm. it's because I only read them one yeah yeah and i take my notes but yeah anyway maxime calls uncle anthony and is like i need that woman's information meanwhile and the issue is that anthony doesn't have her information because she doesn't actually work for the agency because she's not an escort so anthony is trying to call ivana to get information ivana is trying to get a hold of lucia lucia is like at school cleaning houses doing all this stuff with her phone off by the end of the day, Maxime has paid $10,000 for her private for her phone, phone number. number, even though she told everyone she did not want to share her private phone number. And Ivana was like, listen, I have family in the Ukraine. I I took the money. <laughs> we can get you a new number. And she's like, okay, fair. Yeah, so he calls her and he says, I want you at my hotel in 15 minutes. no. Oh, she calls him because she calls oh. him and she's like, what's your game, Sebastian? Oh, and yeah. And he's like, what do you think it is? Oh, because she thinks he's mad about the theft. The quote unquote theft. Yeah. She thinks he wants and to so, punish her. Clearly, clearly this man who's paying, literally, he's there for seven days. He's staying someplace where it's going to cost him upwards of a quarter million dollars to stay there for one fucking Oh, my God. Day. It makes me he's nauseous. mad about the money clip. <gasps> like, anyway. And like, if it was like a family heirloom or something, maybe, but like, not if you yeah. actually know his family. <laughs> so For she's sure. like, I'll get like, get here in 15 minutes. And she's like, no, that's not going to work. I can be there at nine tonight or something like that. At the earliest, she gives him a really hard time up until then. She's like, no, that's not how it works. You should have booked me when I was there. But instead, you were a rude asshole. Uh-huh. And so he's like, okay, okay, okay. Get down here at nine. Wear something sexy. Oh, and so the first time he has her, he pays $5,000, right? Yeah. So she ends up making seven grand for that first night. Mm-hmm. The, this time she shows up and mm-hmm. you're right. She's, he says, wear something sexy. And, and Ivana so she, hooks her up. Because <laughs> it's a little bit too big on Ivana and it fucking fits cat like a goddamn dream. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. Like her booty is almost hanging out. She mm-hmm. like, she is it's delicious and then yeah and then she so she shows up and he is a gog like yeah jaw on the floor Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like why didn't you wear this something like this the first day you looked like a school marm the first day that's why i was gonna turn you away and she's like okay russo okay so 
He pulls her inside and he's like, I imagine that you're going to charge me $5,000. And she's like, late booking fee is 10. And then she's like, fuck, I should have gone higher because he just hands her 10 grand without comment. He was like, yep, there you go. God damn it. To be hot, you know? <laughs> oh, so then they start like kind of like getting intimate and then her tummy grumbles mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, no. And so he's like, we're going to order. We're- oh, no. He takes her down to the restaurant yeah. at the hotel to eat. And so while they're down there, like he starts like pri- probing her for information. And she's like, no, I'm not going to tell you anything. He's like, About what herself. if I pay you a grand for a thought, like for mm-hmm. a thing, anything? Like, tell me literally anything. And she's, she's like, like, no, like, that's my hard limit. No. I'm not going to tell you anything. And then he's like, well, anything. don't you know, want to know about me? Because Vasily thinks you might be some sort of spy, either a government or a corporate one. And she's like, or like a political one or something. And she's like, no, I really don't want to know anything about La Mafia Rusa, she says. I I don't want anything to do with that. So no. And he's like, what Mm-mm. the fuck? What's happening right now? And she says, I just, you know, if we're going to do this, then I just want to spend time with you. What you want mm-hmm. to share with me, you can. But otherwise, I'm not going to ask you to share when I won't share. And he's having a very mm-hmm. hard time with this. And and she keeps on, like, subtly negging him. But it's all, like, truthful negging. She's like, no, you're, you were an asshole to me. And, like, you're hot, but being around you kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, you are a singular creature. Like, he he likes this. Oh, he says that so much. He loves it. He, he loves he, Nobody's it. ever told him no. Yeah. Nobody's ever, like, pushed back. No, not at all. So uh, not since he's been an adult anyway. Yeah. So they go back upstairs and he's like, I'm booking you for the rest of the night officially. Oh, because down. Oh, my God. Down at the restaurant. He she said, goes to use the restroom. Sure. That also happens. Oh. Well, she goes to use the restroom and on her way back, a bunch of businessmen try and give her their cards, but she's not an escort. And so she's like, I'm and not she taking this card. doesn't take them. He sees it and he's like, he's possessive and a, a upsetty betty and she's like shut the fu-. basically like, she's like shut the fuck this up this actually like, didn't I'm- track for me because since he's so possessive to me it seems like he would see her literally throw up her arms saying no 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 thank you but no and walking back to him i think that should make him happy but instead, he's like, you should not be trolling for new clients when you're on a date with well, me. And it's like, she obviously wasn't. I don't I don't know that she was throwing up her hand. Like, it kind of just says like that. they were having a conversation. Mm-mm. No, well, it says that she throws up her hands and she's like, no, no, thank you. Thank you so much. It's like an well, obvious hell, no. As far as he's concerned, it could be that she just walking across them. the restaurant. They said no. Well, th- like she went to them. They said no. And then she was like, oh, that's not what I meant. Like. I didn't mean to, like, imply that you're looking for company to, or, like, something like that. Like, there's so many different ways. Well, she, like, well I could no, see but how, like, for the record, she doesn't go up to anyone. They very clearly No, she doesn't. It's just her. walking yeah, yeah, yeah. past. Yeah. Walking past the bar. Anyway, this is all whatever. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. But what he says to her at that little dinner is, you said that it was my loss when I didn't want you to spend the rest of the night, la- like, the night we were together. What would we have done? And she goes on this whole thing where she's like, well, we would have had some more champagne or like some drinks. And then we would have gone out in the terrace. And then I would have stripped down naked and 
uh, I would dive into the pool and like and watching you... me dive would change your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watching me, <laughs> which it dive does, naked. to be clear. Yeah. At some point, she dives into the pool and he's just like, when she comes back up, he's like looking at her like, uh huh. Yeah. And she's like, then we would like maybe wrestle and then you would tickle me and then we would like have more sex. I would like ride you on a, a deck chair and stuff. And he's like very into it. So he takes her up to the room, gives her some champagne, and then they proceed to do all of those things while he's still trying to get to know her. All fucking night. So much champagne, so much fucking. She, they decide, they, well, yeah, so this is going to So she wakes up in the morning, morning, hungover as fuck. Like, I need to puke bile hungover. So she's shocked to wake up there in the first place. And then they have like a nice sort of morning. But then at some point, he says, are you on birth control? She's like, no, but I have a prescription I'm going to get on birth control. And he's like, why would you tell me to come inside you? And she's like, what? No, I would I'm never sorry, do I that. I'm sorry, I said what? I would never do that. And he's like, no, we went over to the couch. We, I had a whole conversation with you about how we both had like clean health records And I didn't want any barriers between us. And you were like, yeah, sure, most definitely. Let's do that. And so I'm a single billionaire. You happen to be at your most fertile time of the month. And you tricked me into coming in you like no less than half a dozen times, which like he's like 32. Good job, Maxime. (laughs) Six times in a single night while drunk, Maxime. Wow. I don't know about that. No? I don't know. Hmm. I haven't had that much sex with penises. No, No, I know. I know. But even just the exhaustion alone, I feel like. I mean, I don't know. I had like 12-hour fuck-a-thons with ex-girlfriends. So like. All right. She talks about talking a big game. Look at her. She knows. She knows. No, like I'm not kidding. Like. (laughs) No, no. I know. I'm fucking dare you. (laughs) I'm saying that there's a good reason you talk a big game sometimes. What do you what? What do you want from me? I have some game. <laughs> most of most of my game skills involve taking couples home from the bar <laughs> and having full bar fuckathons. <laughs> so like I don't want to take that as you will. That's fair. But anyway, regardless. So he's yeah, like, so you live here now. He ends up <clears throat> he brings a doctor in. And mm-hmm. so he straight up, he birth controls the shit out of her. Uh-huh. He fuck they she gets this fancy shot, which doesn't actually actually exist according to the author's note. Because yeah. she was like it literally in the author's note, she's like, I took a little bit of liberties yeah. with the birth control shot. Um, but she gets a shot, she gets an IUD put in immediately. Apparently, she's got a tight, tight cervix oh my and a full heart. And I was like, That's a mood. And then he's like, Yeah, you're you're not leaving. You're here until the twenty eighth. And she's like, Uh, that's not gonna work. Yeah, and he's you're like, you're here until I know for sure you're not pregnant. Mm-hmm. And like you tricked me. So now you're mine until I don't want you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you're not going to have any access to outside world. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. And at first, she's really, really mad, but then she gets horny. <laughs> and he's like, there are two rules in my presence. One, you don't, you don't, like, are they the same rule? Is one, you don't come without me, and the other one's don't You'll touch yourself? You'll follow two rules Thank when you. you're with me. You do not lie. Yes. And you do not touch yourself unless I've commanded you to for my entertainment. Yeah. So she's like, mm-hmm. fuck that and fuck you. I'm going to go touch myself right now. Bye. 
And he walks in being like, absolutely not. If you have these urges, you come to me. Mm-hmm. And then he brought his hand, her hand to his mouth to suck his her middle and forefinger between his lips. And then he goes down for uh, like a champion because this is the first yeah. time he's, he's ever, ever gone, gone down, down on somebody because he says it. He's like, I've never given a shit about if a woman enjoys it. I just I'm using them. And I actually give it like for the first time in my life. I care about you having a good time. Nuts. And she has a good and time. And then. They have some hot, hot sex, and then he gets up and heads out, and then he walks back in with a chastity belt because he's like, "You're not gonna, you're not allowed to touch yourself." And so he does. He puts it on her before he leaves, and, and there's he a- takes the key oh and puts it around his neck, and then he goes to work. He goes to meetings. He tries to go to work, but then he's back two hours later. <laughs> And he's like, I couldn't stop thinking. And like, he opens the door. She runs across the room and like throws her legs around him. Launches herself on him. They just mount each other. Oh my God. And then they have some fucking hot sex. And like, this just, oh my God. And she, but she can't, she can't, um, because of the IUD, she cannot have penetrative sex for a minute. Yeah. So don't they do anal? No. Mm -mm. No, that's that's not not until the wedding. So what they do now is he puts her in the chastity belt, and then that night, he's like, okay, go to sleep. And she's, like, trying to, like, hump the bed. She's so horny, but she can't, like, get any, you know, friction or anything. And so then in the morning, she wakes him up by, like, licking his dick in his balls or something like that. And because he says, like, you can only get the chastity belt off if you convince me to take it off. And she's like, okay, slurp, Uh slurp a derp. And then he goes, so he takes it off and he goes, okay, ride me. And she goes to hop on his dick and he's like, no, I cannot be inside you until later. I love this. a face I love it, a face man. It. I love a face it. I love I a face too. it. Like, every time it happens in a book, I'm just like ecstatic. Like that is one thing, like all three of these books, there's like sexy stuff in there that I just do not see often enough in other books. And it just, oh God, mm-hmm. I just love a face it. So she sits on his face and he loves it. So then he tries to go to work again and she gets really fucking pissed and she's fucking bored. So she just starts ordering. Mm-hmm. She also has no clothes. She has nothing there. She doesn't like she only has like the hotel toothbrush or whatever. So she starts like ordering shit. She clothing. All like of it. She then she orders so much drinks stuff. for the entire hotel that day. She orders a treadmill. She orders like everything her heart desires. And they also she has started ticking off on the mirror uh-huh. with a sharpie. How many days she's there? Like she's in fucking prison. She's been kidnapped. Like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. And like they start like this, like this happens throughout the book. But they're like writing each other notes back and forth, like after like <sighs> the fifth day they're hot. of her being there. And it's just like it's just so hot. So he has these like people over because they are trying to woo him yeah. to join their business prospect mm-hmm. stuff. And so they're there and she walks into the fucking... Because um, he tells her, stay hidden. Don't come uh-huh. out. And she's just like walking around in just her little thong and bathing suit and stuff. And then she goes in and puts on her like running gear to to get on her brand new treadmill. I'm sorry. That just like mm-hmm. blew my mind. And... Then she goes out and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, boys. Oh, I'm just so dumb. By the way, she's not wearing her chastity belt. No. And so she's like 
all of them can't stop looking at her and like all of them are like so like you gonna share sebastian or like there was some grossness and he's like absent absolutely not Mm -mm. and she to end this though she like leans down and bites his ear and she's like have fun in your stodgy meeting and know that once i've logged my miles going to finger myself furiously <laughs> and then she stands up smiles at everybody and then just like Bye saunters boys. <laughs> so she gets off the treadmill she's in the shower and he is at the door being like you did not follow the rules and she's like but i thought you were in meetings and he's like no as soon as i heard your treadmill turn off i called the meeting and i told them we had to reschedule so here i am uh-huh. and then they do mm-hmm. one of the sexiest most possessive shower fucks I've ever read in a book. It's so hot. It was good. Yeah. I don't remember what about it was so possessive. It was just him talking to her. Yeah. Like, he was like, this, this pussy's is mine. Pussy. You're mine. Yeah. You belong mm-hmm. to okay. me now. I couldn't. I, I wasn't sure. Remember Sorry, I, I'll be honest. Um, The shower scene in the third book completely wiped the shower scene from my memory. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. But yeah, after the shower, after they fuck, he takes her back into the bedroom and then they do some more fucking uh-huh. kind of stuff. But he's like, I am going to whip you because you need a punishment. Yeah. And she's like, you don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get to abuse me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's not abuse. Abuse is one way with the intent to hurt. What I do with you is shared pleasure and is a two way interaction. I'll be assessing your response as usual. Oh and so God. he's been like keeping an eye on like her eyes dilating and her heart rate when he holds her wrists. He keeps like one finger on her pulse mm-hmm. and like checking like the flush of her skin. So he's like checking her bodily reactions to mm-hmm. all of these things. And like him talking about all of that was so fucking hot. Such a competence like, boner. Like it's such I a competence boner. But also, like, I have here's one issue I had with this. Uh-huh. It's the same issue I have. With him just with like the first book? being, no, no, with him just being a natural kind of linguist, you know, yeah. he spent his entire adult life. What he does, like, isn't really BDSM, right? Because even no. though the people are consenting, like, they're not no. really. There's a weird power dynamic. There's a bunch of shit. He doesn't care if they get off or not. He doesn't care if they're into yeah. it. So being like a master dom whimsy, immediately. Whimsy, yeah. whimsy, whimsy, whimsy. You're right. You're I just. Right whimsied right past that. I did I did too for the record <laughs> but I did want to say it out loud yeah so he does some spanks on her oh and at one point he is like well I don't remember exactly what is literally all I have highlighted though and I know why I highlighted this because it touched me and also like later in the book it's gonna hurt me uh-huh. is he says if I lick your flesh will I taste the sun because she's been all tanned she's been sunning all day it's Will gonna hurt I when we explain why that's sun. gonna the sun. Yeah. And so oh, and then this was so funny because like they're doing some like I don't remember exactly what it was either here, but she uh he, she's like, just wait. And he's like, for what? And she's like, I'm doing a risk reward analysis. Mm-hmm. And he's like, risk reward. I don't know whether to kiss you or whip you harder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey. both, 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 both. Yeah. So it was anyway, the next thing that happens is he hates Christmas. And well, she finds on. out. Oh, this is important. Okay. At one point, he puts the chastity belt in her. Oh, yeah. but it has two plugs. He's it has got plugs a dildo in it now. And a butt plug. Mm-hmm. And he leaves to go to work and he only makes it like 
he doesn't he barely even makes it out the fucking door before yeah. he's back and she's like wet as hell and like then they just go to pound town yeah <laughs> it's i so love it so like that's one thing like i like i'm saying all this shit about like there's not enough face sitting in a fucking blah blah not enough chastity and bdsm romance like yeah i didn't if yeah. it's done right i love chastity like on both I don't know that I've ever seen. I've never seen a boy chastity. Penal chastity in a Mm-mm. book. No. You know what else I've never seen in a romance novel or even an erotica? Tell me. I've never seen CBT either. No, that's tough to write. That's tough. That's real tough to and make I guess, hot. I, like, I understand that that would be hard to write. But mm-hmm. like... Uh, for the record, listener, listener, that's cock and ball torture. If you... Oh, yeah. Well, listener, if... You have read books or erotic, like generally eroticas, probably, but also just heavy BDSM, go lucky romance novels. Doesn't have to be an erotica that has chastity or CBT. Um, please let me know mm-hmm. at uh, heavingbosomspodcast at gmail dot com. Yes, please. You know what? Katie put puppy play in one of the most recent Dark Olympus books. I Maybe she'll like, get to CBT it like, someday at some point. Hey, I request it. Hey, sky's the limit. You know. Anyway, I request it. Yeah. So, okay, they start doing all that chastity stuff. And then she finds out from Vasily, his head of security, that the boss hates Christmas. And then Vasily goes, you fix. You fix Christmas. <laughs> it's so cute. So she, like, she cooks Melody. and she bakes and she what? I I can't handle you in accents. You <laughs> kill me every fuck i'm such a slut for an accent and then you just like you salt that salt meme it just like randomly and i'm just like every time it's happened a couple of times when you do fucking cassette like you start like talking and i'm like Shit. I'm but not like I was expecting it. I was expecting to it. do. <laughs> but then like I was not expecting the Vasily one. Like <laughs> I was just living my best life. And then you made it better, but worse. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So yeah, she oh. cooks for everybody and it's so cute. What? One thing that's oh. very important is he is convinced mm-hmm. she has a lover. Yes. And that's why she can't stay with him. And he is so fucking jealous. Like, he's, he's is obsessed so with it. convinced. Yeah. And he is like, this ends up being a thing in the book where you find out that he, so she got a phone smuggled into her. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to her friend Ivana on the phone about stuff. And he has the whole apartment bugged. And so mm-hmm. he can hear everything. And so she never tells Ivana anything directly because obviously don't tell people anything, don't trust anybody, et cetera, et cetera. But she says enough to Ivana that he gets the gist that there is somebody. But he thinks it's a lover and not her ex-husband who's trying, or current husband. Trying to murder her, yeah. Who's trying to murder her. Yeah, what she says to Ivana is, Ivana says, well, are you involved with someone? And she goes, well... In a way, because he's uh-huh. right. He keeps on saying every time you like get that that far off look, I know you're thinking about another man. And he thinks it's in a sexy longing way. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I am. But I'm I'm thinking about how terrified I am 
that this man is going to find me and kill me to death. So, yeah, she tells Ivana, I'm I'm sort of involved with someone, but she doesn't say, but not romantically. Mm-hmm. So and so that just that's going to come back. So like he is like throughout this entire book, he is convinced that she has somebody and he is outrageously jealous. Mm-hmm. But Christmas was super cute because like she told him a story about a red scarf and that comes back. Mm-hmm. And like she tells like she opens up a little bit about stuff that probably won't. Because, like, she's terrified of sharing anything because, like, he thinks she's 26, but at the very least, he knows she's in her 20s. And mm-hmm. so she's, like, she he can search, you know, Cuban, 20s, only child, six-year-old, like, only child. So she's trying not to give him anything that he can find with her stuff online. But on Christmas, Maxime is fucked up. Like, he's, real, he is, he's a surly bear. Mm-hmm. And... He starts talking, though, at one point, and he's like, Alexander has changed for her for the better. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was possible for men our age to change. What do you think? It's your job to know men. And it's like, one, it's not her job. For sure not. Because he doesn't believe her that she's not an escort either. Yeah. He fully believes that she's an escort. And that's part of the reason he doesn't want her to leave the penthouse, the hotel, mm-hmm. is because he assumes that she's going out to meet other Mm-hmm. and he won't he refuses yeah. to believe that she that he is her first client mm-hmm. he's like you fucked so too well to be anything up, but a pro this was <laughs> this book was like whiplash compared to the first book where like alexander roman wouldn't say anything Nothing. wouldn't tell anything and then maximilian's like here are all of my deepest traumas because he fucking in this one week he tells her everything yeah she knows all about his past and like all of this and stuff. we find and out later so, like, it's because he's trying to win her like mm-hmm. we find out later he has heard that conversation and his whole th- his whole strategy is i will just treat her incredibly and i will woo her away from whatever man this is mm-hmm. so their week is coming up yeah we're coming up on the end of the to the 28th wait. and he's going to wait real quick so sorry uh-huh. The the segue into this because the twenty eighth is coming up, but after Christmas she fixes Christmas. There's a wedding. Yeah, so um, Alex is getting married to Natalie, and he has to go to Nebraska for the wedding. He's leaving on the twenty eighth, and that's always been their like done date. But then a couple of days before, he gifts her a laptop. And he Mm -hmm. says, I have a bunch of business proposals and like real estate proposals that I want to look at. And I want you to tell me like your take on which ones. So they spend all day being business and economy nerds together. And she is she's just like, oh, my gosh, this is the best. I get to like do work. She does this whole thing. He loves the way she thinks she really wants him to like go after he this gets a competency boner. He does. Yeah. And then she reads his proposal, like his notes and everything, his breakdown. And she's like, oh my God, his brain is so hot. Like, I don't know what to do with mm-hmm. myself. And then as he's getting up to like go get a snack from the kitchen or something, he just says, You're coming with me to the wedding. And she's like, what? No, no, I super am not. And he's like, no, 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 you absolutely are. And don't worry. I expect a rigorous negotiation for like price. And she's like, okay, this is all weird. And then she's like, no, I'm absolutely not doing that. And then he does a 
your safe word forced. is yeah forced orgasms and your safe word is yes i'll go to the wedding i'm not stopping until you say you're going to the wedding with me sabrina this was fucked up this is so fucked up and problematic <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was also, also hot, hot. no no it was hot it was oh no so hot. <laughs> yeah yeah, it was it was so real great. He uh, duct tapes but also terrible. It was terrible, terrible. patron. It was bad. bad it was bad, bad, so bad, so hot. He duct tapes a Hitachi magic wand to her thigh up like on her clit. And like he won't let her up until she says, Yeah, I'm gonna go to the wedding with you. Mm-hmm. And so eventually she does. And then she has to move the test she was gonna take. To like another uh, like New Year's the 31st. Eve first, yeah, mm-hmm. and they're going to the wedding now, mm-hmm. so that's hot. The wedding's amazing. They fuck on the plane on the way well, there. One last thing. Mm-hmm. One last thing in this entire thing, he's saying like, "What do you?" She's like, "What do you want from me?" Mm-hmm. And he says, "Everything. Mm-hmm. And I'll have it out of you." Thirty-one years of misery is lifted. I'm owed you. Mm-hmm. And she like they're going back and forth, and he's like, "Tell me, I'm you're mine." And she's like, "I won't tell you that. I won't do." And he like he's like, "Why not? Just tell me." And she says, "When this ends, I want to be left in one piece because, as far as she's aware and as far as she's concerned, once they they have an end date, once this is over, it's over, and she has already started to fall in love with him." Yeah, like she is. Not looking forward to the heartbreak that mm-hmm. is inevitable, essentially. And he hasn't. Um, and he says, your heart in one piece, too fucking late. Might as well enjoy the fall. And I was like, Maxime, that's not, that's, that's not reassuring. Like, aren't you supposed to reassure her at that point? Fuck. You need to give her some words, my friend. Yeah, you need to tell her that you want to date her and stop joking about how much it's going to cost you to do extra shit with her. You know, like you, it's your job as the client to change this relationship from business to personal or at least float the idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she's finding out about his past and now thinking like, oh shit, he could maybe be like a partner and like a teammate and somebody who could help me i could trust and and get help with edward help protect me from edward help defeat edward and so she's really mm-hmm. grappling with that they go to this wedding and he is in full boyfriend mode he is introducing her as his so the woman reason, by the way the reason that this I mentioned the red scarf thing earlier is mm. he got her some clothes and stuff for Nebraska because it's winter. Mm-hmm. And he got her a red scarf. Because mm-hmm. it was something she really oh. wanted as a kid. And her Heart. her mom was like, you're doing the sin of pride. Well, Give me that scarf. her grandma made her one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It was just super cute. And it just gave me the fuzzies. Yeah. So he's introducing her as his woman. He's like getting really jealous when farmers look at her. They're just Iowa people. Nebraskan farmers. Oh, yeah. They're, they're Nebraskan. Sorry. And he will only refer to them as farmers. He takes her riding. He fucks her in a covered bridge. You know? Like, this is mm-hmm. fucking romance, okay? <laughs> well, at this point, we see something from Maxime's point of view mm. when Alex... Well, not from his 
I guess it would have been from. See, how no, would this? We're never worked? in his. Well, so what I have highlighted was, oh, Alex mentions it to Maxime in front of her. Yeah, and he says, "I've never seen you happy," and uh, Maxime says, "Happy." I suppose I am. And that's when my heart dropped out of my asshole. I know. Because I was like, it's about to be bad. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. Also, he's calling her, he's calling her Solnishka, which is like my son, my personal son. Yes. And we find out at this place, like she finally asks about his past and he's like, oh my God, finally, like you're finally interested in me and that's so exciting this is all i've wanted for the whole time we've been together and And so he (laughs) yeah so big big trigger i know big trigger warnings for child abuse and stuff real bad sexual um mental physical all the all the bullshit emotional all, all of the abuses terrible when alex killed their dad and then split they got that guardian the guardian was a pedophilic predator pedophile went after and was grooming dimitri the baby well the baby the seven-year-old i think and maxime was like i'm pretty sure there's something weird happening but poor dimitri had been groomed hard and so was like no nothing weird is happening at all orloff their guardian told dimitri that if he tells yeah maxime anything he will kill maxime yeah so obviously he's not going to say anything and then christmas yep maxime goes to Mm. put presents in he goes to do the sweetest big brother thing i've ever heard in my life set up toys on dimitri's floor and dimitri is not in bed and he ends up finding dimitri in orloff's room and Orlov loses his mind and locks him in a basement for six months. A Russian winter basement cellar, mm-hmm. even. He doesn't see light for six months. Oh my god, he calls her Solnishka. And I and know. he he also tells he also tells Alex she makes things brighter. Oh my god, kill me fucking dead. Anyway, yeah. so what ended up happening is finally because because Dimitri, understandably, um, has sort of been going into dissociative fugue states. But at some point, he comes out of it and is like, oh, shit, my brother's going to die if I don't get him out of that cellar. So mm-hmm. he ends up hitting Orlov um, with a snow shovel to knock him out, gets Maxime. And then while while Dimitri cries next to him, Maxime just strangles the life out of a knocked out Orlov and like good on mm-hmm. ya. Yeah. And then they put him out in the the woods Snow somewhere in the and woods. He was never found. And they just say he's disappeared. He did a big drunken hike in the snow. So back in current times, yeah. this is when shit starts to hit the fan because he makes it very clear to her that she's it for him. By saying things like, at one point, she's like, oh, yeah, a hobbyist like you would know. And he says, a former hobbyist. And mm-hmm. then uh, she catches the bouquet. Mm-hmm. She catches the bouquet. He ends up catching the garter. Mm-hmm. And when he goes to put the garter on her, she tenses. He says, do you think fate is telling us something? And she goes, Ugh! because she's married. Like, the reason yeah. she does this is because she 
if they were to have this conversation, she would have to tell him, I need to get a big divorce before we could think about doing anything. And like, also, you would need to know my legal name, which you don't. And like, he knows he doesn't. So yeah, she and that's tenses, the thing is he knows she's hiding stuff yeah. from him. He knows it. He just doesn't know what it is. Or why. And she's also like how he's never had a relationship. Mm-hmm. He's never had like all of these things. And she's like, how can he possibly be ready to commit the mm-hmm. way that he's saying that he is? Which like fair. Yes. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I would have the same question. It's fair for all these boys. But, uh-huh. And but so then she they get back. And he to... as soon as that happens, he's like cold. He spends the uh-huh. whole plane ride on the phone. She keeps on being like, what's going on? And he's like, I've got a lot on my mind. That's all. She's like, well, that really doesn't seem true, but okay. And then finally, when they get back, because she fell asleep on the plane and he was extra pissy then, they get back. She asks him what was wrong. And he says, who's Edward? Because she had a dream mm-hmm. that Edward killed Maxime. And it really yeah. freaked her out. And so she was basically in her dream saying, Edward, no. But it sounded mm-hmm. like she was just moaning another man's name. And he yeah. and so and he's ugh, he freaks out on her. Pissed. He's like, this was my plan. Yeah. I knew about the phone. I knew about all the things. I was going to win you. And then every one of your sphincters clenched when I asked you about maybe marrying. Like, so here's what you can do. Let's go to the courthouse right now. And you can prove that you're not with somebody by marrying me. And she's like, no, that's bananas. Like, no matter what the situation is, that's bananas. And then finally, she just has also, enough. legally, I can't do that. She doesn't say that to him, but, like, even if she wanted to. Yeah, I don't want to be brought up on felony bigamy charges. And then mm-hmm. finally, she's just like, you know what? Fuck this. Because from the very beginning, you have not given me the benefit of the doubt ever. You didn't believe you were my first client. You didn't believe, like, you don't believe anything I say, even though I tell you I will mm-hmm. never lie to you. And on her way out, she tells him, mm-hmm. you have no idea about my pride, Russian. Yeah. It burns so bright. I hope it fucking blinds you. So hot. And I was like, fuck, that hurt, though. Yeah. Because, like, she's the sun. And, yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, because when she's leaving. He's like, just ask me for all of your presents because he bought her like half a million dollars worth of outfits and yeah, jewels. Yeah, and she also, he like, he was going to pay for all of those nights is 10 grand. Yeah, like, you're right. At he the very owes least her five grand. A metric yeah, fuck ton he of owes money. her money. She, he got her a ton of presents and she was like, no. I don't and want he's anything like, don't from let you. your pride keep you from taking Yeah, these. just ask me, Katya. And she's like, Fuck you. Yeah. You have no idea. I will burn you, blind you with my bright pride. And then she adds rule number seven, which is never fall in love. Oh, my God. So she gets (sighs) home and she finds out. She goes to her little hiding spot in her apartment and all of her money is gone. Her mother's rosary is gone. And her her original ID. Everything is gone. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and like, so she's like, holy shit. That was her plan. Shit. She was like, I have seven grand. I'm just going to get it and split. I'm going to take my test and I'm going to get out and I'm going to start mm-hmm. over with my seven grand. And now all she has is like less than $250. She yeah. ditches her phone in the cab. So then she remembers that 
Ivana told her they would split the money from selling, which this is fucked up, but like right. they're going to split the money from Ivana and Uncle Anthony selling her personal phone number. Anthony gets five grand and then the two him. ladies get two and a half grand. Are what? splitting. Yeah. And so, but she's like, okay, that's fine. So she calls Anthony and she's mm-hmm. like, I need my money. And he's like, I don't have it. I invested it for you because you're one of my girls now. And he, she's like, oh, fuck that. Absolutely not. And then she remembers that she was going to be going and cleaning a house one last time. Wait, importantly, though, Anthony says, I don't have that money. And you're going to you you need to go out with this French billionaire mm-hmm. because the Russian well has dried up for you. He just called and booked Ivana. So, like, you're never seeing that Russian again or any of his money. So she's fucking heartbroken. So she spends the night in her bathtub because she's worried that her super is going to, like, assault her in the middle of the night. Because he can get in. She figured out that he's the one who stole the stuff. For sure. Obviously he did. She goes to clean that house because she has one more house cleaning she can do. She's going to clean a mansion for a hundred bones. Oh. Christ. How dare couldn't be me. How dare this woman? And she's and this woman is constantly threatening to sick ice on her, basically, because she thinks she's undocumented. Yeah. It's just fucking awful. Fucking racist asshole. I know, right? So she's cleaning a toilet. And from behind her, she hears Maxime go, what are you doing? And uh-huh. she's like, what the fuck? Get out of here. How did you know I was here? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I had your phone bugged. What? Oh, my God. This is so important. Yes. So she has made it very clear to him. Like, mul- she has said this multiple times to him over and over and over again. I have never lied to you, Maxine. Yes. I have never, ever fucking lied to you. She bobs and weaves. Yeah. And he's like, well, please come with me. Like, come meet me. And she's like, I can't. I'm working. And I have to do the blah, 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 blah. And she also has her test. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's all sorts of stuff going on. And also, she doesn't well, want to see you she- right now. Yeah, and he's like, come to the hotel at blah, blah, blah. And she says, I can be there at five and I'll see you then. And his face is like shocked. And he's like, you just lied to me. You're terrible at it. you are terrible at it. Mm -hmm. And this is when he really realizes, oh, my God, she's never lied to me. Never. Because I would have known. Mm -hmm. There's no way I wouldn't have caught that because she's a terrible liar. So then it starts pouring. She has to get to two buses in order to get to her test on time. She's running late. So she starts sprinting and he's following her, trying to be like, please just give me five minutes. I need one conversation. I made a mistake. Like I fucked it. Okay. God. I want to unfuck it. Please. I'm a man who accepts that he's the one who fucked up. Yeah. I love a grovel. Oh, same. And so she's like, I don't have time for this. I have to go. And when she's waiting for her second bus, he's like, this is stupid. My Bentley is right there. And so he kidnaps her off the street again, like just takes her and shoves her in the car. And it's like, Vasily, follow the bus or whatever, because I still don't know where she's going. She won't tell me. And he's like, what's going on with you? Why is all this happening? And so she tells him about the super. She tells him about she's just like, I'm sick of men trying to control me and thinking they know best for me and stealing from me and shitting on me. And then he mm-hmm. says, wait, you're lumping me in with Anthony and the super? And she's like, you're worse because I never believed in them. But I believed mm-hmm. in you and I loved you. And he says, I don't have a lot of experience with this situation. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, I realized that I actually love someone more than I love myself or anything else. And I 
I freaked out. Like, I didn't know what to do when I thought you were in love with because another man. She, I thought, yeah, I thought that your heart belonged to somebody else. And I didn't know how to handle it. So I lashed out and hurt you. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Meanwhile, he let her go that day because he wanted to, like, track By the way, her he's been to just, the dude. He's been, just been in the car. He's just been, like, throwing hundreds at her, basically. Yes. He's like, I owe you so much money. If you won't have me, then at least, like, let me help you get to Take wherever you money. need to go. And she's like, fuck uh-huh. that and fuck you. I don't want anything from you. And yeah. apparently his plan was to, like, figure out where Edward was by following her and then offering him a billion dollars to, like, to give her yeah. to him. Which, like, Maxime, that's not how that works, you sweet, sweet billionaire idiot. But anyway... And then, like, he's been in her apartment. And so he's like, what is happening? What the fuck is this? And also, you would rather be there than with me? And she's like, yeah. I would. Can you wrap your head around that? Like, that's how badly you fucked up. I would rather lay in my bathroom hoping I don't get assaulted than ask you for anything. Oh, God, my heart. Oh, my heart. Anyway, so she jumps out of the car. They get to the campus and she's Mm. like, stop the car and just like launches out and starts running. And so Mm. she makes it there in time and she is taking she's getting ready to take her test. And then he texts her. He pulls up across the He figures out where she is and he texts her and he's like, what are you doing? He says, I don't know what you're doing, but I hope you do well. Uh, And she's like, you broke my heart yesterday. And he says, let me mend it. Let me mend it. So then she takes her test and she goes up and her professor is like grades it for her. She gets an A. She's going to when she gets all of her credits together, she's going to graduate summa cum laude Mm -hmm. and just she's going to have a 4.0. I know how that feels like. So like not to brag, please. This is about to sound like a brag. But like I graduated with both of my degrees summa cum laude Mm -hmm. and like that feeling of getting that last class like getting that last test back Mm -hmm. and going because one test one test will fuck it up it'll Mm -hmm. drop you down and still 3.9 that's still uh what is it magna when you're above a yeah magna cum laude Mm -hmm. like oh man like it's still good but like knowing you that you were so close and this is her last i like i got so many feelings her mom's dying wish i know like oh God, like, so good. But then the professor says, hey, a weird, strung out looking dude wanted to know if you were at school. And I lied to him and I told him you'd be here in the spring. I hope that's okay. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you for doing that. And she's like, Edward was here. My spidey senses were correct. So she calls Maxime and she says, I need you. She says, Russo, I need help. And he says, anything. We will work it out together anything and then on the way she sees him across the quad she's walking to him while on the phone and then she does get stabbed in the chest by Mm -hmm. a uh, by a husband edward yeah yeah and he's like i'll butcher you stabs the hell out of her Mm -hmm. and he sees maxime coming maxime and vasily and he's like don't come any closer and maxime says Fuck that. So he, even though Edward has a gun trained on his head, Maxine comes storming forward to get her. She stabs Edward with the knife that he dropped to grab the gun. His shot goes wild, shoots Maxine in the shoulder, and then bang, bang, Vasily shoots the shit out of Edward. And Edward is 
Bye-bye. Edward's alive enough to get put in the trunk alive, though. So, yes, that's, that's nice. true. That's true. That's nice. So now they're in the car heading to the hospital. And uh-huh. this was this was one of the best written scenes ever. Like, he's being like, no, 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 stay with me. Like, talk to me. And at one point, she says, she tells him, like, the whole story in, like, you know, broken sentences. Exam, Maxime. I, yeah, she goes, I finished I, college today. I got my degree today, Maxime. And he says, congratulations, little love. We'll celebrate when you're better. Yeah. And, like, they're finally figuring everything out. He's like, oh, my God, you were leaving. You were going to take the. This is when it dawns yeah. on him that, like. You were taking that test and you were going to get the hell out of here. I was I forced you to stay, stay in Miami and I I ended up driving you into his like yeah. into his murderer's arms. Yeah. At one and point just, she's telling him all about everything that happened and she goes um she goes couldn't tell anyone wore a muzzle glad to have it off. <laughs> like I'm so glad I get to tell you everything now. And then she tells him I love you so much. And passes out. Everything goes black. Well, he, yeah, right before that, he tells her something very sweet, like, I love you. And she says, are you telling me that because I'm dying? And he's like, no, <laughs> no. And this is this is also where he says, did you know that your name means light? Yeah, Lucia means light. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah. And then she wakes up in the hospital and is happy ever after. She's, they she's fine now. They're going to be together. Mm-hmm. Turns out what happened, instead of just making the body disappear, yeah. uh, he, Edward, ha- ran into some problems in Atlanta In Atlantic City. City. Did I say Atlanta City? You did. I meant Atlantic. Mm. Anyway, and so that way his body was found, which means she's now a widow. Uh-huh. He wanted to make sure Mary. she was a widow. <laughs> he buys her a house and she says, do you think it's big enough for you to join me in the dog? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, do you want to share it with us? And he's like, OMG, Yes. So they're together mm-hmm. forever now. And, oh, and then this was so funny because, but the strangest thing had happened. Shadwell had disappeared. That's the super. Never to be seen again. Mm. I'd asked Vasily if he knew anything about this. The man had said, alligator accident. <laughs> alligator accident is so funny to me. Hilarious. He's like, mm, some? Yeah. That wasn't me? Yeah. Okay. And now... Book two starts at their four-year anniversary. Wait, one last what? Tell me everything. He said she's like he's like I'm gonna propose to you, and she's like I'm not ready for that quite yet. And he's like okay, then I'm gonna propose to you once a week until you're ready. So he asks her the day before she walks across the stage for graduation, Mm -hmm. and she when she's walking across the stage right before she walks across the stage, she takes off. Uh, something she had covering her cap and it just says yes 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 across the top of it and that's how she accepts his proposal oh my god god this book was so dreamy this book was so dreamy and it was wonderful and then we get into book two no book three or book three wow the master was so good and unfortunately patron we're gonna have to get back with you for the player because (laughs) this took we just dragon called this puppy. We did. Or what, what was it? Yeah, dragons captive. We dragons captive. Yeah, it. we just dragons. Listen, we loved it. book. Yeah. I don't know what to tell everyone. Yeah, which like I was not expecting to love it as much as I did. This was so good. And is the player better? It, Probably. I don't know. It. Oh! 
Yes, it is. We've already told I know. them our rankings. I know. This was delightful. I really loved reliving this, though, because, like, my God, I fucking loved The Master. Oh and, like, God. I didn't think anything could top it until I read The Player. And, like, The Player blew my ever-loving mind. You Muppet messaged me about it. You Muppet voice I messaged did. I me about stop. it. I, tr- I try not to message I know. you because I want it to be pot live I do the pod. same thing. But, like, sometimes you and I just break the rules, yeah, man. We can't. We're We mavericks. break all the rules sometimes. Rebels. Okay, bye! (laughs) Heaving Bosoms is produced by us, Melody Carlisle and Sabrina Bradley. Editing is done by Melody Carlisle. Our theme music is by the incredible singer-songwriter Brittany Fonts, and our art is by ultra-talented author Kate Pryor. If you like our show, remember to follow us on your favorite podcast app, rate us five stars, leave a nice review, and of course, tell all your friends about us, even if they don't read romance. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. If you want more of us, visit patreon.com slash heavingbosomspodcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on TikTok at Heaving underscore Bosoms, and in our Facebook group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Head over to our website to sign up for our newsletter, get our reading embrace printable, and check out my audiobooks at heavingbosoms.com. All right, we'll be back next week with more swoons and snark. See you then. Mm-hmm.